0: Was the, uh, was the Fox yeah. hole that was the Fox hole Boy, I tell you, well, it has been a night. I, I, I'm gonna have to hire a new crew, I think. It's all Glenn's. It's all Glenn's fault. I am sweating. It's hot back here. I've got the air conditioning going. Woo!
1: I hear you. I got the munchies.
0: All right, look, man. Okay, let's. Okay. Hey, guys, if you're out there listening on Shorewave right now and you just wonder what's going on, it's been a wild and crazy night. Welcome to. Amateur Radio Roundtable. This show is about ham radio, and uh, we're on every Tuesday night uh, on our YouTube channel. You can watch us there, and you can get in the chat room and talk directly to us. So the first half of the show is kind of structured, and then the second half of the show is called the gathering, or the, the uh, after-the-show show. And we invite all you guys just to uh, join us on Zoom link there. Hey, the 40-meter net was terrible today. The band conditions were just awful. If you're out there listening on International Shortwave on 7490 kilohertz, uh, WBCQ, 50,000 watts coming to you from Monticello, Maine, up on the border of Maine and Canada there. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. We'd love to hear from you. and uh, hey guys if if you will if you hadn't done it yet, hit the uh, subscribe button it helps us we we need everybody to subscribe and that helps uh YouTube to uh, promote our channel and uh, it helps to bring other people over and helps them find the show so uh it's been a terrible uh night tonight with technical issues, mostly zoom and um, uh, windows updates happened and uh Typically I turn everything on about noontime that's about eight hours before the show and everything checks out and it's working fine and then right at one second till showtime we have a few we have a few little problems. I lost let me tell you something here in the studio, I lost last week a lapel mic. I can't find that sucker anywhere in here. I don't know. I mean, in a minute, you're going to see what, what Jay's place looks like. If he laid anything down, he, he would find it instantly. But here, you know, it, it's probably in a box with a bunch of cables somewhere. All right. Hey, let's jump around the room here real quick, see who we got in here tonight. And uh, we're going to have a fun night, even though it's late. So let, let's, uh, let's check it out here. Katie, come on in here. Katie, we'll get you in here first. All right. Where are you, Katie? There you are. There's Katie and Dwayne. Katie and Dwayne. I love that shirt, man. I want one of those. Isn't
2: that great? One of his new Hawaiian shirts? Yeah. Yeah. Just not in time for vacation. It only arrived a month after we got back.
0: almost Uh, two. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Thanks,
2: everybody, for hanging in there with our chat, waiting for everything to work. I'm glad everybody stuck with us and had a little fun in the chat. And we're just continuing to get ready for field day around here, so... Busy, busy,
0: busy. That's right.
3: We've got a pack of crackers here for you. Yeah.
0: Field day. Field day good, is good. coming up. Field day is coming up here soon, and uh, we're going to try to get out and do something with field day there. All right. All right. Uh, hey, moving on around real quick. Uh, uh, let's yeah, Let's see. Let's pick. Uh, let's pick Allen. Hey, Alan. how you doing, man?
4: All righty. A couple people in the chat were asking what was on my shirt here, so I'll give you a second to to
0: read it there if you can for <laughs> I don't know. It'll take me a minute. I can probably in. Yeah. So anyway, uh, intelligence. Intelligence is the ability to yeah, yeah. adapt uh, to change. Right by uh, Stephen Hawking. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. I, I I almost
4: couldn't get that. There you go. So anyway, good to good to hear. See everybody. Looking forward to see the antithesis of my chat shack when we see uh, Jay's shack over there. (laughs) and uh, Hopefully, we'll uh, have a little time for some tech tips, too. Uh, I did a project a couple days ago, actually over the weekend to put a new uh, filter in one of my rigs and did a video about it. I thought maybe talking about if filters and if shift and all that kind of stuff might be an interesting tech tips thing so if we have time we'll throw that in here that's why i'm sitting in the home office here with some really cool test gear to go play with so
0: we will uh, we'll make time tonight uh we'll we'll do it tonight and all right, uh, yeah, you know, it's gonna be a great show all right let's see who my fr- who, who else let's see hey is glenn in there somewhere yeah where's glenn there he is what are you doing glenn how you doing there?
1: Oh, I'm hanging in here, dude.
0: Well, um,
1: what's going on?
0: <laughs> Tell me what's going on in your life, man.
1: Oh, God. Well, we got the monster here, but uh, not a whole lot, really. Um, I've been up since 2.30 this morning, had to go in early. Yeah. And do all sorts of fun stuff. But uh, hopefully I'm going to be able to get out and go play field day two this year. So we're going <laughs> to.
4: You getting ready for Prime Day?
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: God, don't even talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what this morning and yesterday morning was all about, is uh, virtually all network changes are frozen other than critical things.
0: And we, we, uh, we always used to do that, too. Um, okay, well.
1: Well, the good news is they're going to give me a Prime Day t-shirt, so I guess it's all worth it.
0: Well, I guess so. I don't know if they if they do that many times. I would um, I, I would refuse to do it. I'd quit. You know. <laughs> no 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 no. Yeah. I need a paycheck. All right, Bill Brown. Where's Bill Brown? Come in here, Bill Brown.
5: Hey Tom, I think I might have to send you a Raspberry Pi to run everything uh, in the future. And but I do have something in <clears> the interim um, before you convert to a Raspberry Pi. Yeah.
0: This
5: will this will fix you right up
0: when you have those. Windex. Is that that for Windows? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. (laughs) X-Window.
0: Oh, man.
5: (laughs) Spray this on your computer and then get a decent one with uh, Linux on it. Well,
0: I'll tell you what. I was about to give the show up tonight. I was going to give it about another hour and a half, and if we couldn't get it going, I was going to cancel. But anyway, hey, thanks, Bill, for... for, um, being with us tonight and uh, maybe later in the after the show show, uh, we'll talk some about our upcoming near space launch. Uh, we'll try to get that in toward the end of the show there. All right. Well, look, let's do this. Let's get this thing a rolling. Get the road on the show here. If the cameraman will put the camera back on me. There we go. Okay. Hey, guys, we've got a special guest tonight from Crawford, Texas. Uh, KK5IM, That's Jay Miller. And uh, Jay is uh, the author of a popular pocket guide to Collins Amateur Radio Equipment and also uh, the pictorial history of Collins Amateur Radio Equipment. Uh, he was also uh, one of the past uh, presidents of the uh, Dallas Amateur Radio Club and a member of the ARL, and he's also a mason. He, uh, he got into uh, ham radio back in the early 60s, probably around 1962, uh, as a Boy Scout, and uh, just wondering uh, maybe he'll tell us a little of his experience in, with, with ham radio as a Boy Scout. I know our friend uh, Martin built a crystal radio, and he could never get it to work, so I want to hear Jay's uh, experience as a, as a scout and what he did in the radio part there. but. So he was, a, he was a, radio, a Boy Scout back in about 1962, and then he kind of got out of the hobby for a while. Um, you know, uh, things, uh, I guess, work and all kinds of things just getting away for you there, you know. But he enjoys building and working on things like uh, AM and sideband, and uh, I'm very interested in that. You know, if you guys have watched many of the shows, you know I'm an old guy, too. I'm a tube guy. And I'm going to throw out some numbers that a lot of you guys probably won't even know what they are. If I said 813 or 807 or 1625, probably half of you out there wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. But, boy, those were beautiful in the day, man. And I never had to buy one. They they were just out there everywhere. Hey, we're going to talk about that. Jay has got some 813 stuff there and some 807s. And uh hey, he's written many books and articles on the history of railroads, you know, and, and other industrial subjects. And I tell you something, uh we're gonna see a tour of his ham shack here in a minute, but if we're gonna take the time and I want him to show us the model train room. You you're gonna be knocked off your seat when you see this model train room and Oh, man, he does woodworking and pistol shooting and home remodeling and, oh, man, all that. So, listen, let me tell you something. We've got we've got Jay with us, and I think the camera person is Laney, if I'm not mistaken. And I want to say hello to her because without her, I don't think he would have been able to do any of this. They moved to Crawford, Texas in, 2000, in yeah, 2014, and I want to tell you something. I don't know if that if that ham shack was already there, but if you that's only been six years, and if you've if you've done that ham shack in like six years, I don't understand. So come on in here, Jay, and and say hello to the group, man. How you doing?
6: Hey, Tom. And everybody else, good evening from Crawford. It's uh, was ninety seven degrees today, which is just pretty much a cool a cool summer day here in Texas. So I'm really glad to be here with you folks. Uh, Laney is sitting over here, keeping keeping an eye on the uh, on the iPad camera.
0: Okay. And
6: we're going to take a little tour of the shack and a tour of the man cave whenever you guys are ready.
0: Well, all right. Uh, and we're going to do that. And um, normally this tour takes about four or five hours, I understand, but we're going to try to squeeze it down in a half hour or so, you know. No,
6: we're
0: going to condense it. Yeah, we're going to condense it. And then guess what? And then in, uh, in the uh, show after the show, if there's any questions or anybody wants to comment, they can come in and talk to you directly here on the show, in the, after, the show after the show. So, hey, let's, let's get started, man. Uh, where do you want to start? you want to start right there where you are, or you got a starting here, point?
6: You know, Tom, we're all old, retired guys anyway. Uh, let's do a cutaway while we uh, take down the tripod and, and change camera
0: angles. Okay, okay. while well, you change cameras. Okay, you're going to get us a different camera? Well, that's going to be cool. Okay. Hey guys, uh, this is going to be an interesting tour here. Believe me, you're going to really, really like this. And they're getting the other camera ready. All right. Ready. We, he said, she said they're ready. So let's okay. We're back. We're back to, okay, here we go. We're going to do a walk around. Where are we going?
6: Well, the first place we're going to start here is the uh radio lab. This is where we the Model 19 teletype. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way.
0: Yeah.
6: It's a restored Model 19 teletype, and it's copying... uh, off the internet, a place called uh, ittyy So it's it's not gibberish; it's actual news. But uh, see there.
4: Anyway, it makes a lot of noise. Tom was an old teletype guy, and he wanted me to be sure and show this to you.
0: Well, that's right. So it's,
6: it's stored. And, uh, it's here. And, Keeps me company. I spent a lot of time as a newspaper photographer while I was in college. So once you get the sound in your blood, it never goes away. We will turn it off. Okay, this is, I I saw some fantastic test equipment from one of the other guest hosts there. This is what I have. I wish I knew how to use it. Um, Once you get past the uh, the, uh, voltome meter, it starts to become a little critical. But before I go any further with this tour, I want everyone to understand that I am only the tools. I have a group of friends that I've been friends with for 20 to 25 years that know everything there is to know about radio. And they are the brains behind this. And I am, with my wife Lainey here, probably one of the luckiest, most blessed men on this planet. And these guys all know who they are. A few of them are tuned in and listening right now. But they are the guys that uh, help me through this and keep everything running. So with that, you all know what a workshop looks like. You may not know what tubes are I, from what I gathered from some of the comments there. But these are this is the tube stock for all the radios in the shack. Uh, I love to build things. Uh, Give me a schematic, and I can build anything. As far as how it works or making it work, I sometimes have to rely on a few other folks to do that. So let's go inside the shack here, and we'll make a quick tour starting on this side. This is my latest construction project. It's called the RAN transmitter. It has a digital oscillator we were concerned that we couldn't get uh, crystals anymore so a fellow by the name of bob nichols r-a-n robert a nichols came up with a circuit that uses a uh, a dip chip that you get from DigiKey, and it can be programmed for whichever frequency you want it uh, to do so this is just a very simple and this is on so i have to be careful a very simple oscillator here and a 1625 final. This is a, the modulator, and I built all of this stuff. Uh, the modulator uses a pair of 811As and the audio section out of an ART 13 transmitter. And somebody mentioned 813 tubes. This uses a single 813 tube in the final, and you can see it all glow. Down here on the ground is the blue piglet. Which will deliver about twenty five hundred volts to the eight thirteen. The HQ one ten receiver was my novice receiver. And it works incredibly well.
0: Mm. So we'll
6: move around the shack here and
0: I like your telephone there.
6: Yeah, uh, that does operate, but the one on the over here on the console I'll show you in a second works yeah. even better. Now, I built all of the woodwork in this in this building. Um, cabinet, cabinet work is one of my favorite things to do. But I built the man cave. I didn't do the, cheap, the metal work or the concrete, but I did everything else. So this is my military radio collection. Most all of these do work. Uh, this is an ART-13 AM transmitter. It's automatically tuned. Every, uh, one of these was in every B-29 bomber in World War II and in an f4f uh or corsair uh, that's not the right number for corsair uh, naval naval fire pilot had a little control box right here that he could select the frequencies and push the button and it could automatically tune the frequencies so this mm. is a 100 watt transmitter it's not much good with the lousy band conditions we have right now but it does work exceptionally well we'll just go around we're not really in any order but uh since it's dark outside but if you take a look at my youtube video that's out there you get a full description of the antenna farm
0: jay i see i see an, is that an sp600 there super pro yes did super i miss right?
6: that yep that's the maybe,
0: maybe uh, uh i had one of those and i don't know what i did with it i wish i still had my sp600 this has your call sign on it. Does it? Well, there's, now, now I know where it went. Okay. In fact, uh, in fact, I had one of everything you've got there.
6: Well, this is a, T- I, this is a TCS right here. This was a, uh-huh. a Collins product. There was one of these in every PT boat in World War II. The receiver is brand new. It was in the crate when I got it. This radio here is very interesting. It's a folks and finger. And I know you can't see it, with that, but the little lo- the little device here is the Nos- Nazi swastika and eagle, hmm. the only legal radio you could own in Germany during the Nazi era. Hmm. These were the only frequencies that you were allowed to listen to. Wow. And we like, Laney has some young people that come through homeschoolers once in a while and brings them out here and shows them this along with a few things like this, and I explain it to them by asking them if any of them have ever seen the movie Citizen Kane. Well the young kids they really haven't. So I'll ask you guys, how many of you have seen the movie Citizen Kane? I see a show of hands out there. Yeah. Anyway, in one very important scene, Kane is all upset and angry and yelling and his wife says, Charlie, you can't say that. What will people think? And Kane is a big newspaper publisher. And he says, people will think what I tell them to think. Yeah. So keep that, folks. Anyway, that's the military collection.
0: Uh-huh. And this is the
6: antenna distribution panel. Uh, we've got uh, a Force 12 XL C5 up at 65 feet on a crank up tower uh, for 10, 15, and 20 meters. And it has a 40 meter uh, uh, two element beam built inside of it there's a vertical 75 meter dipole and a 160 meter dipole actually that's one wire 300 feet stretched between 270 foot towers so all of these come in here these rather nasty rotor uh, rather nasty knife switches connect the uh, ladder line the antenna comes in through these uh two titty bolts here or feed through insulators down to this switch which can do it's operating position, and it can switch between a 75-meter coupler here, not an antenna tuner, it's a coupler, or a 160-meter coupler down here. These are very sharp, and we're going to be replacing that ladder line line with true open wire uh, Mm -hmm. line in October. So anyway, we can switch between 12 operating positions, 10 of which, or 11 of which are in the shack, Number 12 is in the lab. So this is one down here. If you bring a radio in from a hand fest, you can plug it in here without having to tear up anything. So these are bird switches. And I think most of you know how a bird switch works. All of this Collins equipment, uh, I restored completely from the ground up. And there's there's two S lines and two KWM2s over here. And I use one of these radios virtually every morning on 7203 for our sideband group. Some of these guys and I have talked for 20 years, every morning. This is a 30S1. uh, You can't go that fast, thank you. You can't pan. 30S1 linear amplifier that goes to this S-line station here. Um, This is a KWM-2, and this is a KWM-2A, and this is a 51-S1 receiver, which you can use in transient mode uh, or independent mode with a KWM-2. This particular receiver belonged to our Collins and was given to me by his widow. Uh, she gave me a lot of help in the production of my Collins books. Um
0: So, so let me ask you a question. Let me me ask a question. You mentioned (laughs) you mentioned a minute ago the uh, Collins Thirty L one. I love that amplifier. I always wanted one. That's the big amp. That's on the floor. But uh, do do you have what's the smaller one? Is it like the Thirty L one or what was it called? We're
6: coming. We're coming to that right now.
0: Okay. Perfect. Perfect.
6: So this this KWM two station this is a sc 301 it was something that was never put into production by collins uh the idea back in the 50s people still use self celsons and prop pitch motors to turn their beams and the idea was that they would come up with a way that people could do that with this with this console as a time meter clock in it but it never it never made production i made this it's a reproduction Mm -hmm. and um you can't really tell it from what the originals, the three originals look like, but this KWM2 is connected to this 30L1 amplifier. This has four 811As in it, and it will do easily 500 watts, easily 500 watts. And it's a it's a great, great amplifier, and it's quite compact uh, considering what all is done inside it. So this KWM-2A runs on this linear, which I built. It's called the Sharkens Kinger uh, because uh, Butch Charteau, John King, Jack Sellmeyer, and myself, uh, I built it. They designed Well, I designed it. They they changed it, told me what to do. Oh, and J.B. Jenkins, who's a silent key now. And I built this. It'll do full legal limit. It's got a pair of 4400s in it. Pretty healthy power supply, and I really enjoyed building this. It's one of my favorite pieces of equipment. You have any questions, Tom? Uh, break in okay. because I'm not sure. Sure. You know. This transmitter. And I'm gonna turn on the lights. Uh, hope we don't. Hope we got enough power. Sure That is a Collins thirty J. That was built in 1932. It was one one of Art Collins's first cabinet model transmitters. J. B. Jenkins W five E U, one of my great mentors, who is now, has now been a silent key. Now gave that to me. He when he got it, it was the cabinet and one of the one of the decks in there, and he built everything else. And he gave it to me with the uh, understanding that I would convert it to use the 813 tubes rather than the original Collins tubes that were
0: in it. What, what were the Collins tubes? Do you remember the number? I knew
6: you were going to ask me that, yeah. which is why I just called it Collins tubes. No, I can't okay. remember. I look okay. it up for you. But uh, you can see the two 813s in here. We had to build this whole new deck. And I was able to talk to J.B. on it. And it was probably the last Cuso he made. Mm-hmm. This transmitter is is, is uh, set for 160 meters, and this back up this console and racks uh, operate the 30J or the 813 transmitter. This is a Collins PTO permeability tuned oscillator, and it's 160 meters, and that's what tunes the frequency of the oscillator in 30J. 51 uh, j4 receiver here and this is the speaker and antenna panel for that rig i use a collins 12z uh, remote amplifier Uh, broadcast equipment is something that i'm real familiar with and i enjoy working but i can use any number of microphones this patch panel either patch the audio into the 30j or over here to the 813 Uh, this particular transmitter again i built from scratch all the way up uh, when I first started in this in 1962, um, there was a handbook article on a one-band kilowatt amplifier. And it had about four of these decks in it. And I wanted one of those so bad, and it wasn't until about four years ago that I was able to build one. There's two 813s in here. The modulator is a pair of 572Bs. And the exciter is very, just a very simple um, exciter with an 807, and that excites this thing and drives it to about 300 watts. And I use this pretty much all the time. So that's the uh, the big AM ring.
0: So Jay, here's oh. here's a question. Here's a question yeah. for you. How do you manage all the wires? And it's and it appears that everything there is hooked up and, wor- and works right.
6: The primaries. Primary
0: wire. For the well, uh, yeah, just everything. I mean, how do you how do you wire all that? I mean, gee,
6: you're talking about the house car.
0: Well, let's see. The question was, how would you manage all the wires between the equipment? You've got so much in there. I know, it, man, mine looks like a rat nest behind it with all the cables and stuff. But I would imagine yours is very neatly put together here.
6: All right. Well, there's. You see the cable way back there.
0: Mm-hmm uh pretty yeah, dark we can see it yeah we can see a it.
2: flashlight for it. ah there he's bringing the flashlight see, that's
6: in for this is the old this is an, an apple macintosh flashlight it works on a six Yeah. Month, right <laughs> anyway that uh cable way goes all the way around the, around the shack and that's all the rf and control cables for everything um uh, you see, there's a copper strap down there that goes all the way around the shack, so it's a common point ground.
0: Mm-hmm. But see, there's there's some wires that are hanging around. Well, there, there 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 are, and it looks like you use a lot of power. Now, Bill, one of our other co-hosts there, mentioned that uh, you're not saying anything about the nuclear power plant that's directly wired to your house. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. when
6: we built the man cave, it's got a two, it's got its own separate 200 amp service. Uh huh. The ham shack is on a separate 50 amp breaker, and this there's a switch panel over here. You've got uh, the north wall here, south wall, and west wall, and each one of them has its own dedicated 120 volt circuit and dedicated 240 volt circuit. So mm. you can see everything's on, but you're not pulling any high voltage. But we haven't had any problem. Yeah, now uh, we're fortunate. Most of the time here in
1: Texas, and we well, up until recently,
6: we we're pretty pretty good on our power. We do have a 22 kilowatt standby generator uh, that has saved our bacon on the numerous occasions, and uh, it will handle the shack and the house and the radios. Uh, you just have to be a little more judicious with Yeah, I plan this out, and no matter how. Well, you plan things. There are things you would do differently if you started over. So this is the last big transmitter. This is a TDO. It was a Navy transmitter. It weighs 1,200 pounds. Wow. It has a pair of 813s in it. It makes a lot of noise when it comes on. This particular rig... um, Built in nineteen forty-four. It was reconditioned with the electronic shop at Mare Island Shipyard in San Francisco and put in a crate. And it stayed in that crate for 50 years. And when I got it, it was still packed in cosmoline and every or whatever. And complete. The only problem is that the, the PTO uh, seized up and we can't get the auto-tune But it is auto-tuned. Uh about 10, 10 channels of auto tuning that would run from about 2 to about 20, 23 meg 21 megahertz. And what it is, is a big brother to the ART 13. This transmitter was ground to air. Obviously, you're not going to put something like this in an airplane, but in a control tower or an aircraft carrier. You had Those of you that might be interested, this is the Collins Auto Tune. Collins Radio was an electronics company, but they had as many mechanical engineers as they did electric.
0: Yeah.
6: And this is an incredible work, piece of work here. There's nothing electronic about this. This is all mechanical. The electronic stuff plugs into, hooks into the backup. So you have all of these, these are all the auto-tunes. This is the oscillator, cider tuning, band switch, power amp tuning, loading, and antenna match. Okay. So, what would happen is, at the beginning of the day, the Radio Man Striker would go down with a list of frequencies. You tune this, unlock it, and tune it It's like you would tune any other radio. Man.
0: And you would mm-hmm.
6: lock the lock, lock PTO to that particular channel. So, that meant that when the when the radio operators came on duty they had a list of frequencies all they had to do was dial this telephone dial to whichever channel they wanted to go to what will happen is this big motor here would fire off all these auto tunes and they would all go to the right until they synced up and then they would all go to the left stopping at the preassigned position all of that can be done now as you all know very tiny
0: little microchip oh yeah
6: yeah it's remote control this is the remote control turn it off so it's not this is the remote control unit and I run this every Friday morning on 3885 for our BC 610 Friday with the group even though they use a BC 610 I use the TDO so the center console. What? Oh, the phone. Tom asked about the phone. This is a two eleven telephone, and I have a dial tone. Yeah. This this little box down here, uh, is a link to my cell phone. So if you have a dial set, these are about hundred bucks, but you can it, it, it connects by Bluetooth to the cell phone. And you, you can call or make calls with mm-hmm. the old-fashioned telephone equipment. Well, that's a lot of fun to play for the kids to play. It's also fun to try and remember how long it took to dial somebody's phone number with this rotary dial.
0: Oh, yeah.
6: So the 51 is, is uh, made, uh works with the TDO. Uh, this is a K3 and an alpha, three-holer alpha. And... Uh, You know, I love to build things. These are old. These are scope scopes. You may have seen several of the others around there. But back in the days when I did a lot of graphic design, I was able to get uh, custom-made dry transfers. So this panel was built and and lettered in that way. And let's see. All the master power is here. I can take one button and shut the whole shack out if i have got my hands across the high voltage and Laney gets here in time, she can push the big red button. Yeah. I can monitor everything here. So this is some things that somebody asked about a crystal radio. If you can see that. That's a cat's whisker.
0: Oh yeah. And a gold
6: crystal right there. Yeah. With a pair of headphones, the ground and an antenna, you could might be able to pick something up. Yeah. So the books I have all of the handbooks All of the radio handbooks I've got an incredible library Much much of which was given to me By my very dear friends Uh, Books are your friends Until you have to build about 300 linear feet Of bookcases uh, To put them in Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much the Cook's tour of the radio room
0: that uh, and there's more to see. There's more to see there in a minute. But let's talk a minute about it. Let's let bring uh, Alan and yeah. Bill, Katie, Glenn, I, I everybody wanted in I to make here. a
5: mention, Tom. So, what was that, Tom? So, uh, I. My very first uh, radio receiving project was a was a cat's whisker radio with a big coil,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and it worked with uh, broadcast radio really well, but uh, it. That was my very first radio receiver and we had a bc610 at the ohio state radio club years ago and uh, i got a call one night from the physics department and uh, whenever i would transmit on 80 meters on 75 meters it would uh, it would heat their uh, absolute zero uh, experiment up by four degrees and <laughs> that, that bc610 had the big tube we could heat the shack with that when it was operating
0: yeah, you, you know, this is uh, it just brings back memories of you know 50, 60 years ago. I mean, hey, right now, I don't know, I just I'm getting too old to do it, but I'd love to. Uh, hey, the last amplifier I got rid of an amplifier here at the Memphis Ham Fest about four years ago, I, I it had three 813s in it, it was homebrew. Everybody's running two, and I said, well, if everybody's running two, I, I should be able to run three 813s in it. So I finally got rid of that amplifier. I wish I'd kept it. Uh, I probably did the best job on that one of any. I love hey, the 813s. Hey, Jay, I have
3: a question for you.
0: Go, go ahead. Um, a, a
3: in, point? in my military experience, most all our aircraft rigs ran off of 400 cycle power. Did you run into that? I can't hear you.
2: Yeah. we
0: can't hear you, Jay. can you uh um jay the we're question can't. the question was uh did, did, did have you run into the problem with most of the military stuff running off 400 cycles maybe we're not hearing him Look,
6: oh wait a minute hear jay oh there well, he is there he is can you hear me now we can Yes, we can
2: it's- i think i was blocking I think the mic. Okay. finger over the microphone. <laughs>
6: Uh, I wasn't here to plug books, but in the re- in doing the research for this book quite a few years ago, I met a lot of these guys that were actively involved in the development of these radios. Uh, Collins Radio Company did most all of the communications for the Strategic Air Command. And in order to test out these radios, they had to put these big mothers on air- on airplanes. And they weren't designed for 400 cycles, which is what the aircraft uses so they had to go in and make some conversions in these radios to do that um, all of the things that i've shown you here um, ran with dynamotors. Uh the art 13 would run with a dynamo motor uh, the bc uh, 348 over here uh, and the command sets all ran with dynamotors. so the 400 cycle was not a big issue until you started getting into stuff that normally ran on 120 or mm-hmm. 200, but yes, aircraft 400 cycle is dead and it still is, to my from what I know. But I was trying to show you a quick picture here if I can find it uh, during the development of the uh, of single sideband, and uh, they flew around the world this thing.
0: So Jay, the question is: Are, are all, all your different radio positions are they uh, uh, are they uh, functional? They're all your oh, yeah, yeah, they all you work, bet right? You, you betcha. You. Yeah.
6: Now today, I don't know. But yeah, I, I need to see if Collins has an automatic update on some of this Yeah,
7: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
6: But this is a picture of their around the world trip. This is Art Collins, right here, and this is the editor of the National Geographic magazine and this is general butch griswold who's the deputy commander strategic air command and they're taking the kws1 single sideband transceiver uh, right over the north pole when that photograph was taken mm-hmm. so they had the, the fellow that installed this it was one of our people told me about that they the 400 cycle had to be fixed the kws1 to run on 400 cycles okay That's cool. But now using with low voltage, with twenty-four volts or thirty-two on airplanes and stuff.
0: Sorry, are you running dynamotors back there right now with that stuff, Uh, or you just?
6: I do have the dynamotors.
0: Yeah, but they've been replaced with just power supplies. I guess what too much noise. Yep.
6: And there's a a a big honker twenty-four volt power supply.
0: Right. Right.
6: And then that's the TCS power supply, and that's the ART
0: thirteen power supply. Well, I, I again, I hate to say this again, but I had an ART 13 one time. Oh yeah, a, and, and and I mean it was motorized and all that, and I didn't. I, at the, I guess I was very young and a the hobby then. I, I, I probably would have never been able to get it running. And basically, I I tore it up for parts. It had some great parts in it.
6: A lot of people did. Well, maybe one of these days we can do another one of these and uh, blow it out of this and show everybody how it works. It is fascinating. If you've never seen it, because it makes a lot of racket.
0: Oh, hey, those those knobs start turning and clicking, and uh, boy, I mean, it's fun to watch. Yeah, fun, fun to watch there.
6: Any more questions? Any any
0: more questions from our our group here? Uh, Let's see. walk through on the rest of it yeah
6: uh, okay let's totally just at your, totally at your disposal
0: yeah okay let's uh I'll tell you what you uh you've, you've been involved a lot with um, railroads too uh, over you know the history of railroads and other things like that so you're kind of a railroad guy you want to okay. show us your railroad
6: let's go for a walk
0: okay so all under the same roof here
6: Okay. Well, everybody always wants to know how big the man cave is, and how big's the man cave, Lainey?
2: Thirty-two hundred square feet.
0: I thought it was thirty-nine hundred.
2: No, thirty-two
0: hundred.
2: Okay. Expletive square feet. It's forty by eight.
0: Okay. I tell you.
6: I wanted to make sure that every one of my hobbies and interests had their own workshop because some things just don't go well with each other.
0: That's right. But
6: this this is the model railroad workshop basically where I can build build models. Now, this is scale model railroad. This is not Lionel trains or toy trains or something like that. But this is all hand built. And I mean, they're not interested in that. That's yeah, they are. But, yeah. That's yeah. just a bill.
0: We're, we're interested. But, so,
6: you know, and it's a little junky right now.
0: I want to know how you find time to do all this. You must not sleep.
6: No, I stay out of bars.
0: Okay. I don't, well,
6: I don't go to bars anymore.
0: That, that'll and work.
2: And how we stayed married.
0: It's that, that'll that'll yeah, work. It's, yeah. safe,
6: it's safer out here. But anyway, so this is the office. This is, we'll, I, we'll get to the trains. This is, this is my office and library. I'm, I'm still a, I'm a professional photographer, and, and the way I support a lot of this is I keep working. So uh, we don't have dark rooms anymore, so it's all done with computers. And this would have been the dark room in, in the old days. But I love to read. I read a lot about all different kinds of subjects, uh, military history, uh, railroads, uh, atomic energy, politics, unfortunately. This is this is the office, and this is the lounge area where we have a lot of a lot of talk goes on. I'll tell you.
0: I can imagine a lot of radio minds have been in that room there planning a lot of All things. You are, do a lot,
6: of, a lot of folks have been here. I'll tell you.
0: Yeah. All right.
6: Now this I certainly had not planned well I till the other night.
0: Yeah. Well, we're. We want to see it.
6: All right. Well, here it is. If you've been to either Durango and Silverton or Chama and Antonita, uh, you know what the Narragates, the Dendron Rio Grande Narragates is. Uh, this is my representation of it. It's something I wanted to do since childhood. I modeled Santa Fe and the Texas Panhandle for 40 years in HO gate. But when we moved down here, I decided I wanted to do this. So this is my representation of that. It's not accurate. It's not down to the rivet. I'm doing what I wanted to do. But as I told Tom the other day, when you model the Santa Fe and the Texas Panhandle, the only thing you have to do for scenery is get out your belts. And paper because it's so flat, and there are only two trees in the Panhandle, and they both have serial numbers on them.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: So this was a whole new ball game and if you'll come over here i'll show you
2: well you, <laughs> you don't have a choice
6: so this is s scale s is in sierra it's three sixteenths of an inch to the foot and if you notice over here there are three rails standard gauge the outside two rails there's four feet eight and a half inches between the rail narrow gauge is 36 inches the idea there was that, well, it would be cheaper to build and operate an air gauge than it would be standard gauge up in the mountains. In some cases, that was right. But you had to get the stuff to the towns on standard gauge. So they have three rails in a big town like this. This shows you the difference between a standard gauge car, which this is, and an air gauge car, which this is. They're still S scale sorry I'm not real good at this there we go they're still escape it's a standard gauge like you'd see you know next time you see a train and this is narrow gauge so they're a lot smaller that's the sound system in the locomotive so with that out of the way turn around and we'll just look look around I can't believe they're even halfway interested
0: oh you got a lot of interest in this right now a lot a lot yeah no, we're loving it. Everything looks uh, so real, so realistic there. You, you, and you build all those uh, in, in that other room, I guess, right?
6: Oh, yeah, most of them. Now, for you computer guys and digital electronic guys, this is called co- digital command control. In each one of the locomotives is a decoder and a sound system. And it's their radio controlled with a little throttle. And all of this does here is transmit translates your analog motion of your throttle or your switch into a digital signal that's sent through the rails to each individual locomotive, the sound included. So, you can run all all the trains on one piece of track. So there's power on the track at all times, but the digital code goes along with it. That's a very simplified explanation, but I'm sure you guys have already figured that out. Because I don't know how it was like Okay, Laney's giving me some. I'm, I'm talking to him. No, no, I need to. You,
2: you get in the way and I can't oh, get
6: okay. it. You, you cameraman's supposed to move out of the way. Anyway, this town is pretty much complete.
3: Yeah.
6: Uh, I've worked on I've really worked on this for the last year and a half. Uh, but I built all the structures, I built all the scenery. There's 250 pounds of plaster on this, just on this alone. Laney and I put the trees in, a friend of mine built them all. But uh, this one is is getting close to being fairly complete. There's still a lot of details left. But uh, I would run it for you, but I'm not going to embarrass myself. No, that's okay. uh, It's very sensitive to dirt, but you can hear the sound.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man, I love it. Constitution, con- uh, kind of re- Const- oh, constipation.
6: Constipation Mining Company. Yeah, yeah, that's Shaft Number One.
0: Oh, I got you.
6: It's a deep one, and they move the the, the ore comes out. This is a tramway. It's not finished yet. But they would their buckets up there, which were three D printed, by the way, and it'll they run down on the uh, tramway to the stamp where they would break up the ore through all of this machinery and what was left would be uh, pretty much gold dust so all of that would get the gold and they would ship it out in a passenger car loaded with Pinkerton's men to keep Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid from stealing all the gold Wow. so I'd never built a bridge before. I'd never built mountains. I'd never built a tunnel. So this was all new. And like Ham Radio, I've got a lot of very, very good friends that come down and give me some help. When you're out in the boonies like this, you know, you don't have a lot of neighbors. So this is another town over here. This one's called Cole, And all these structures are... All these were some of these were kits. Some of them were uh, scratch built or homebrew.
0: hmm But uh, now is that track a big loop that goes around the room? I noticed when you walked in, uh, you had a track going off of a cliff.
6: Right. Uh, right now it's loop to loop to point, but we have a piece of track that we can put in at the door,
0: uh-huh. which means
6: we can make a continuous run.
0: Okay. All right.
6: But at uh, my age, I'm too old for a duck hunter. Yeah. See, in te- in Texas, we're trying very hard to get a, a bill through Congress that's called basement parity. That's not fair that we don't have basements here, so we want the federal government to give us money to build basements.
0: We we, we don't have basements here either, uh, really. <laughs> yeah. Maybe
2: you need that bill. Because <laughs> yeah, with a yeah. basement, you can come down inside.
0: Well, I I see I see one thing missing there that I would have expected. And that What's would that? be uh, a hat, some type of uh, engineer's hat, train hat.
6: Well, yeah. we try not to.
0: Not to, to, not we to go. We try
6: not to, not to do that in public.
0: Okay. I, I, man, <laughs> I, I tell you, this, this looks so cool, man. All right. Well,
6: all, all right. D- well, let's it, walk out and look to uh, the other two uh, buildings.
1: What happens in the train room stays in the train room truly That's yeah
0: right.
6: but it's 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 fun i mean I, I try i'm i'm working on this big town here let me pick that let me hold that a second to see this is a big town and lots of brick building yeah yeah you know i'll never finish it but uh it's a lot of fun and you know i've just i've always loved trains Got around I'll explain that a little bit. Oh, you got second. the little
0: uh, what do you call it? The lazy Susan deal there, uh, roundhouse. Of, uh, the roundhouse, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's
6: that's a roundhouse where the where the train where the locomotives live, and that's called a turntable. Yeah, and it it has a digital control. You just push a button and it knows where to go, but I built that completely from scratch, so. that light switch in the center behind you
0: so in addition to your uh trains and your ham radio you've got a shop you've got a woodworking shop there uh, i guess metal shop you can you can this is this is
6: a machine shop
0: yeah
6: and there's no shortage of things to do.
0: See, see Jay, your stuff, your homebrew stuff looked like it came out of the factory. It was perfect. When I try to homebrew something and I drill a hole in the case, it's always a little off-center. My, my, well, my, they never I've, did I've, line up right.
6: I've done a lot. I've done a lot of experience. and my, my dad's father was a master of machines, and he got his apprenticeship with Santa Fe Railroad. In 1913,
0: uh-huh.
6: and it was his his tutelage as a, as a boy, and he taught me how to use all this stuff. And it's it's just one of those things. My dad played around with stuff. Everybody I know had tools. Mm-hmm. As kids, you know, in, back in the 50s, all of our dads, most all of our dads had garage workshops. And you just learned how to do it. But trust me, they weren't—they weren't always perfect. I <laughs> guarantee you that.
0: Yeah.
5: I, I have a question, Jay. Yes, sir. You mentioned that your uh, your uh, space there is thirty-two hundred square feet. Are you sure it isn't thirty-two hundred square meters? Uh, no,
0: it's feet. We don't. <laughs> <know. Man.
6: laughs> Just like right here. Do you see any millimeters or centimeters on that? Lathe? Oh man! No, sir. Well. You don't see you don't see any millimeters or centimeters on this lathe either. Yeah. So I have to convert it if I do, honey. Why don't you take it? Okay? That's a lot of stuff for 3200 square feet. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was supposed to be bigger than that.
0: Okay. Okay. Now. Okay. Uh, we've got a request here. We've got a request. We want to see Lanny's she shed.
2: Yeah, it's my office, and it's a a, a small bedroom.
0: Oh, really? And you they, don't
1: yeah. actually get shortchanged. Wow.
0: Actually,
2: my she shed is the kitchen. Yes,
0: is that right? Yes. She
2: and, has as many
6: tools, almost as many tools in her kitchen as I do.
2: And and that's true.
0: Well, I'm, my, I'm,
2: my shed is really
6: the
0: so, kitchen. So, Lainey, do, do you do you uh, get involved in a lot of this stuff out there in this man cave, or are you a part of this too? No. Yes, you do. <laughs> I think the only she time yeah, I
2: get t- t- is a little bit on the train, but not. And and sometimes I'm the beneficiary of what he makes.
0: Well, so. I, 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 you have to be involved to, for Some all time. this to happen. You have to be involved because this would not happen in a normal family.
1: Sometimes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
6: this
2: I'm, just is, a, this is, I'm, I'm just a saint. This
6: is, <laughs> this is yeah, ask anybody. This, this is the wood shop. And this is where I built most of the stuff, as well as all of the, some of the cabinets in the house. But uh, this is, and of course, now here's landing projects over here. You know, the pronoun we is most misused. That's part of the water recovery system that's being replaced. This is uh, this is the workshop, or the woodshop. Yep. So, Tom, I feel like I have hogged up your whole
0: program. You have not. In fact, it, because it's dark there, and I don't have the video queued up, it, it, we were going to uh, show your antennas. I've got at least a picture. I've got a still shot here of uh, some of your uh, uh, ham friends. They're standing around a tower here. Come here. Tower crew. Yeah. uh, WB5WX, K0BS, KN4HH, and the old man there. Look at that. And I see a hat.
2: Oh, yeah, he wears a lot of gimme caps.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see a hat there. Okay, well.
6: That's why
0: I still have hair on my head. Yeah, so that's that's a shot from outside in the daylight. Of course, it's dark now. Uh, But you've got multiple towers around, and uh, you've got plenty of. a uh, space there for antennas, for mm-hmm. sure.
6: Well, you can't really see much, but this is the back porch.
0: Let's see. Let me get back to you. Hang on. <laughs> you can hang see on. The,
6: Santa, the Santa Fe Railroad's 100 feet that way.
0: Okay. <laughs> so I that's see. That's a good yeah.
6: beacon. You can see that.
0: Oh, yeah. Radio.
6: That's how big those are. Are you going to put
0: that on your tower?
6: No, that's just a that's just just, nightlight out Just here. a
0: collector or a nightlight. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, very good. Hey, if anybody wants to see more of this, just go to uh, qrz.com and put in uh, KK5-IM, and uh, this will come up. Oh, transformers. Oh, man, I love them. I love the transformers. I love the transformers.
6: Showing them
0: all the rest of the junk. I see some high-voltage transformers there, maybe some filament transformers. Oh, man. Looks good.
2: And you can see he has everything boxed and labeled.
0: Yeah. Look at there. Well, have you considered building on, maybe you know, expanding no. any? No, you're not <laughs> you're not gonna do that, huh? Okay.
2: Yeah. No. I need Jay to come work organize my craft room. That's what I need to do there. Yeah.
6: yeah. You know, here's the thing. She's not telling you that I did I did ask her if she wanted to have a space but she said no
0: yeah well she can put the you can do the she shed there for her
6: well actually well i i kind of like the kitchen all right let's see
0: all right we
6: put the uh we put the uh camera back on
0: okay all right well very man this has been just an outstanding uh tour there i i i love it uh um Let's do this. Um, let's. Uh, uh, we're going to invite everybody out there that wants to join us on uh, Zoom to join us. Maybe some of your uh, your buddies there might even come in on Zoom. You know,
6: most of them have probably gone to bed. Yeah. Well, I was
0: going to say we're a little late, so they probably have gone well, to bed. Yeah.
6: They spend more time sleeping than they do anything else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, uh, so we're going to do this. We'll take a break. I mean, hey, again, thank you so much for this tour. And if you've got time, stick around with us because we're going to probably talk a lot more about this.
6: Well, I think I think before we get much further, um, yep. we have to, have to see the chief of staff. That's okay. right. That's right.
0: We need to do that. And uh, thank you so much, uh, Laney, for letting him show us all this. Oh, uh,
2: um, ne- my pleasure.
0: Yeah. All right. Hey well, we're guys, gonna we're going to we're going to take a quick break. And what we'll do, um, if somebody will. Post that link, that Zoom link in the chat room. Uh that way anybody wants to join uh will have access to it. We'll get our Zoom link fixed for next week for the uh for our co host and special guest. But uh um maybe Alan, maybe you could post the link in or Katie, somebody to post the uh the the link we're in right now. Yep, I guess that's it. Okay, that's it. That's it right here. Okay. All right
6: and hey, do I
0: need to do anything? To, to no, follow? no, we're, we're here. Normally we, we hang up and reestablish, but since we're already here tonight, uh, we're just going to st- stay right here. So uh, we're on the second link here. Stand by. Okay. We'll be right back. We'll be right back here in just a couple minutes, and uh, we're going to we're gonna have some fun. The fun part comes up next. The green outdoors are calling. Get outside and under the stars with one of ICOM's ultimate SDR transceivers. The IC705 is a perfect transceiver for hams who enjoy both the great indoors and the outdoors. It's a perfect QRP companion. The base station has features and functionality at the tip of your fingers and a portable package. And it covers HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. And guess what? It weighs in at just under 2 pounds. It has a 4.3-inch touchscreen. And it's got a live band scope and waterfall. It'll run 5 watts with a BP272 or 10 watts on 13.8 volts DC. It runs all modes, including D-Star. The speaker microphone comes standard. The perfect accessory for the 705 is the LC192 backpack. It has a special compartment for your IC705 and room for all your accessories. Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver radio brings direct sampling to the UHF VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are just sure to keep you busy. It has a 4.3-inch color touchscreen and spectroscope and waterfall. It has smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels, and it's full-duplex operation in satellite mode. Heard it, worked it, and logged it with ICOM 7300. It's a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transistor digitizes the RF before various receiver stages, to reduce the generated inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC-7300 is the radio that changed the way of entry-level HF. Visit www.icomamerica/amateur for more information on Icom radios.
2: LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com.
0: All right, guys, we're, uh, well, well, well. There we go, Maybe. Boy, something happened. Something happened. Something happened. If you guys can try to, you yeah, have a screen uh working on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know if you
4: made. You, know, you said you made me co-host. But I'm seeing people pop All up. All right, so I got I them. You got them. All right.
2: Yep. There's Dave. Hi, Dave. Here comes Bill. Um. Well, at least the top half of Bill's head. Hi, Katie! <laughs> there, there. Hi, Bill.
8: <laughs> it, it's a good thing you weren't here three weeks ago. My beard was way down. I yeah,
2: know, everybody's getting all cleaned up nowadays.
8: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Bill and, and Glenn got haircuts and can't keep oh, track it's of a, anything. It's,
8: it's long here. I haven't got the pony Oh, it is still like, long, yeah. Yeah, I'm not like Dwayne. I don't have it in, in a bungee cord there.
1: <laughs> I don't have enough to do anything that way.
2: Yeah, Dwayne yeah, and uh, and Wade, our vice our vice president for our club, they both have the uh, ponytails. And so, of course, everybody else in the club make fun of them. They're like, you guys are so cute with your matching ponytails. <laughs> I,
5: I had a ponytail, Katie, uh until a month ago, I uh, had. I know, clean.
2: I missed your ponytail. I liked your long hair.
5: I kept the ponytail, however, if anybody needs it oh. for Halloween costume or <laughs> just a wig in general, it's seven inches long. Right, well, that's
2: just a little, <laughs> little creepy.
5: <laughs> a, lot, a lot of hair. I had enough to make a wig.
2: <laughs> oh, there's our kitty. Lester's got his well, kitty. Guys, I got peekaboos over here taking a nap.
0: Guys, I, I, I hate to inform you but
2: what did we break the show
0: the show is broken the show, seriously yeah it's broken oh. um i think we're going out but there i, I can't bring the camera back in uh oh, in geez. fact i can't bring anything back in
2: I needs to adjust his camera i are not seeing your face
8: oh this happens <laughs> this happens uh, uh, every weekend for me katie uh uh, doing remote testing.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, oh I bet.
0: <laughs> man, oh man, oh man, Let's see.
2: There he is.
0: <laughs> okay, I tell you what we're gonna have to do. Let me see. We're gonna uh, we're gonna just do it on Zoom. We're just gonna have the rest of the show on Zoom. So I, I I'm not able to bring the rest of the show up. Something happened on the broadcasting colour, so uh we're gonna if, if anybody wants to continue with the with the show you know the show after show you're gonna have to click on that link and join us on zoom and um we'll uh, we'll continue the show on zoom and we'll go off the air on youtube right now so uh, sorry about that but, okay
2: people are joining in so they're getting the message
0: yep they're getting the message so we'll Let's have a, we'll try have to click a,
2: everybody in as quick as i can
0: we'll have a we'll have a good good uh, group of people here maybe um yeah we had a
2: good crowd in the waiting
0: room my we have, we have some waiting? Left. Okay. all right well, okay. katie are you able to approve them?
2: yep i'm bringing people in here
4: yeah, Katie's the
0: only
2: one who's a co-host. So, Okay. I've got the power! Oh, God.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Zoom link, if you want to continue with the show, click on that Zoom link, and you can join us that way and watch the show. Uh, unfortunately, uh, something happened with our uh, encoder here. I could uh, stop, stop it and restart it, but usually when we do that, uh, YouTube does not pick it back up as the same show, so... It'll just be a mess again. We apologize and you um, will all be working next week. This typically does not happen. Oh. I think it has something to do with the power brownouts coming from Texas. Ah. I think that's what's happening to us right now. yeah, We usually get the weather from uh, um, Texas, you know. Um, hey. hey, Tom? Yes.
8: Uh, I'd like to make a suggestion to you, sir.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
8: Okay, uh, down on the bottom left, where it's where it says stop video, if you click on that little up arrow there, yeah, to the to the right, it yeah. gives you a chance to uh, play around with the camera settings there.
4: Yeah, he's not having a problem with the zoom video. He's yeah, having problems the, with the the way the he's transferring u- zoom b- over to YouTube. Yeah,
0: the, the YouTube's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you're talking out. about
4: the zoom setting there. And that's not where the problem. All
0: right. Is. Well, Alan, in this case, I think probably let's hold off uh, on your filter deal for next week, uh, since uh, since we're not actually on the show, and, uh, we won't have. Right. any right. I'll, I'll set it all up again next week. Well, yeah. Let's do that next week. <laughs> that way, you're off the hook for preparing something next week. No, I, I still gotta I got to prepare because I brought
4: everything here into the office to set it all up. So I'll do it all again next week.
2: Can we do it while
4: we're all here? No, i was a Don't you though. guys
2: want to see Talon's tech tips for tonight?
8: Yes.
0: Okay, we can, we can do that. Let's do it. We, we can do it if you want to. We've got we've only got a few people on here, but
1: make him do it this weekend, next week.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> well, what we could do is you could do it tonight, and then quiz everybody who's here tonight. You have to give them a go. special, you know. You know
4: <laughs> special
2: well, note so they'll all have the secret password for next week
4: well next next week they could just watch the video I posted up on YouTube so okay all right <laughs> oh, cool.
0: okay
8: I see Rodan is still in the room there Glenn
1: oh uh, she left a little while ago but she decided to come back just out of camera
0: all right. Well, hey guys. Uh, let's see who we got came in on Zoom tonight. Uh, we've got uh, some people. Uh, we got Dennis and Chris, and who else is in here? Anybody new that joined us tonight on Zoom that hadn't joined us before? Any of your uh, Any of your buddies in here? Uh,
8: Jay? Yeah. Where is he?
2: It's up top. Well, it's up top on mine. Yeah.
0: Oh. Hey, okay. Tom. Yes, sir.
5: I mentioned it in the chat room briefly, but uh, I had a Windows-based security system, uh, and I had cameras around the house, and they all fed into my PC and would record any motion or if a window was broken, and I was on a vacation. So I had it running, Yeah, and it reset, did a Windows automatic update on a Wednesday night, which stopped my security program from running when it rebooted my computer. Mm. Thursday morning, uh, the kids down the way broke into my house and stole a bunch of stuff.
7: No, and <laughs> I didn't have
5: any video evidence. To uh, I knew who did it, but I didn't have the cameras running. So after that, I got myself a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. And I run my whole security system off this little $30 computer now that doesn't do that.
0: Well, it can be done. Maybe you ought to market that. Go into security business.
5: Yeah, if, if you walk in front of it, or yeah. uh, or open a door, it'll say in uh, Mister the robot from um, Lost in Space is Dan- danger, danger, yeah. <laughs> And it calls my phone and it sends me an email.
2: That's All pretty handy.
5: One of those little Raspberry Pis. And then it says the uh, sound of a police siren, and then it uh, has the sound of a barking Rottweiler.
2: Sounds like what, uh, yeah. what Mark Rober put together with the glitter bomb, where it has like the you know the fart smell and the right. sirens and everything else. So.
5: <laughs> I figure by the time they got to the point where the Rottweiler starts barking, that the, no, most people would have. Hightailed it out of the house by that
2: Yeah, point. no kidding. <laughs> and more people joining in. Hi, everybody.
1: I got to tell this story. Oh, it went. Uh, these cats, um, the, the one I had before these two, uh, was pretty much as big as they are. And somebody broke into my house, and uh, all they took were three TVs, and two of them were, thank you, because I get to replace them. Uh, but they they could have had everything, but apparently that cat slept upstairs, and they heard the cat jump down on the bed because they put, she thought it was me, and came <laughs> down the stairs, and she literally scared them away. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man!
2: Yeah, well, your cats are the size of a small dog, so <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're about
1: three quarter size bobcats. Yeah, they're huge. Oh. Um. Uh, I
2: didn't
1: realize that until I saw Godzilla today, and I'm
0: like, she's grown. Oh, man. All right, well, guys, the show's kind of ended up in in, uh, no man's land tonight, but at least we got through uh, the uh, entire thing with Jay there. We just didn't get into the last half where we can ask questions and do a lot, but... um,
8: I I want to I want to say that in my military duty on a uh, oceanographic research ship, I made numerous phone calls with a Collins KWM2 and a KWM2 Alpha, and um, those are definitely good radios. Uh, I was a non ham. In fact, that that got me excited to be a ham. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, back when I when I was in the uh, Air Force back in '69, uh, that's when I started. That's the KWM2s were popular, and uh, we had them, and uh, that was that was something I always wanted, man. I thought I knew, and I never did get me a Collins KWM2, but uh, it kind of kind of always was, you know, back of my mind that that was the radio that I wanted, you know.
6: Am I still
0: on? You are. Yes.
6: Okay. Yep. Well, I wasn't sure whether I was still. I see myself in the corner. So the YouTube link is dead. It's gone.
0: Though. YouTube, right? I, yeah. I guess, I think it is. is uh, anybody got YouTube We're up? just
6: seeing you. Anybody? Because this, this, this whole thing is foreign. I don't know what what's yeah, going
0: on. Yeah, I don't even know what's happening right we now. We don't Jay. know what's it,
6: going on
1: either. We're just Well, having... I know. You know
0: so you let, know let, let, me, let, let me ask the question real quick. Uh, if anybody's watching YouTube, what are they seeing right now? I think
1: somebody said that they're not no. seeing
0: anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what it is is, uh, hold on, I'm going to pull it up here.
4: Uh, what you're that seeing is, is the the final frame, the ICOM, the yeah. outdoors are calling with yeah. the four radios on it. It's just frozen. Right, there. right.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. I'm, well, that's the same thing we're seeing here.
4: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the stream is just frozen at that spot.
0: So I'm going to use Task Manager, and I'm just going to have to kill the encoder because it's not even here anymore. Yeah, if you kill that, you might lose the, the YouTube chat, too, then. Uh, yeah, you know what? Chat. You know what? I probably would. So we'll just leave it up. We'll leave it up. You're right, Alan. We're smart. I want to tell you. You know, Jay. Jay was talking about his friends and all the, the knowledge that his friends and everybody has. Um, I got a new spectrum analyzer the other day, and it worked. I couldn't figure out how to work it. And I've got another spectrum analyzer over here that I was using all the time. So I called, uh, Alan. I called Alan and he had, Alan, give me a lesson. And on Zoom, Alan showed me how to work the thing in about three or four minutes, and I kind of like it. It You have to kind of reverse your thinking in your mind on how this spectrum analyzer works versus the other one, but it's cool. I like it. Thank you, Alan.
4: Well, no problem. Like I said, the, the analyzer that, uh, that I helped you out with is the way that uh, probably 99% of the commercial, you know, Professional spectrum analyzers work in terms of setting reference level and vertical yeah. scaling and stuff compared to the other ones. So, so now you know how to use everybody else's spectrum analyzer. Now, yeah,
0: too. that's cool. And I, hey, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do some building. I'm gonna, you know, the reason I got it, I like pilling around, and of course with the little ten milliwatt transmitters for our trackers, and I'm gonna build up some hundred, you know, maybe a. 100-milliwatt PAs, and I'm going to have to build some filters to get that third harmonic out. and The, scu- the uh, analyzer is really good for that.
1: I one and haven't used it in years.
0: And, you know, I've, I've got another project I want to work on. Oh, oh, another thing, and, Bill, um, I can never get that dire wolf or whatever, you know, APRS working. And uh, our next flight is going to be APRS only. And here in Memphis, there is no Peter or I-Gate in this area. And I had to drive, last time we did it, I had to drive 25 miles up to Raleigh next to the hospital to get to APRS to get it to pick up. But... Uh, well,
5: you can... Uh, uh Multi-PSK is a free one.
0: No, I've, I just That's installed one. I, I just installed one. It's so simple. Probably next week I might even show people how to do it. It yeah. it'll, it can go Digipeter or it can be an iGate. I got it set up as an iGate. And I'm using uh, APRS IS32. And I'm using right, right. the ATW uh, uh, packet engine. The two of them. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. They they work great, man. I've got it. I've got a little handy talkie plugged into it over there, and it's picking up people like crazy here. You know,
5: a- SB two AGW. Uh, he wrote a nice uh, packet front end, and then you hook yeah. it up to the R S I S. That's how when the ozone uh, balloons go up on four hundred three megahertz, uh, they have an option on the decoding signal for that yeah. to uh, the radio son that sends out uh, NMEA GPS string that I feed into APRS is32 and that shows up as a gateway and so that way I can show an ozone on mm. track on the tracking maps. That's a great way to doing it. I actually use mixw.net uh, yeah. MixW is a great little program and it's got it does a super job on decoding packets. Well, well now
0: now to get this this APRS tracker ready to go I don't have to drive 40 miles around trip to see if it's working I've got well, I've got it right here you know
5: You got it right there I and got it Fix here XW will also work beautifully with APRS IS32CE
0: Yeah so yeah. Uh, but
5: that's that's Wolf uh, works good but you have to it takes a little while to set up the text uh, inputs for the audio, and uh, you know, getting yeah. the audio settings of the input to decode it uh, is a little tricky on that one. That's probably the problems you're having with
0: Direwolf. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let me let hard. me chew, let's shoot it back to Jay. I think he was going to say something a minute ago, and I kind of interrupted him, and I apologize for that. Jay, uh, did you have some subject you were going to talk about, or? Something? Well, no,
6: other than the fact that it's nearly ten o'clock. Yeah, and. Um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate meeting all of you I, I certainly hope that I did something to, to further the art or the craft or your project here
5: thank oh, you for You did. for inviting me you put my organizational skills to shame I'm <laughs> uh, I'm going to be inspired to do a little shack cleaning now
6: well <laughs> believe it or not it, it does stay relatively eh, Unless I'm in the middle of a project, if I'm in the middle right. of a project, then it can get kind of. Have messed. you
0: ever lost a lapel microphone uh, microphone system layer and you can't find it? Uh, tell me where it is. You know, where it
6: is. Okay, where it is. No, yeah, I don't know. if I find it, I'll let you know. I. I
5: I'm just going to say, check the laundry. It's probably still
6: I've che- I checked
0: yeah. the laundry. I've checked the laundry. I've checked the laundry hamper. I have checked everywhere.
2: Check, check the claws that maybe you hung up your shirt from the show last Man, week.
0: Man, no. So
5: no. <laughs> it's, like I say, it's probably in the laundry next to in the same uh, shirt where the winning lottery ticket is also in well, the same
0: shirt. All right. Hey, Jay, thank you so much. Sorry about the trouble tonight, but we did get your segment uh, all the way through, and uh, I think it was very... Uh, impressive, and a lot of people really enjoyed it. Yes. So, thank you, uh, Lainey and uh, and Jay, for being with us tonight. And feel free to join us any Tuesday night at uh, okay. eight PM.
6: Well, like I say, maybe you know we'll get this ART thirteen going sometime and show folks what it what it does when you tune it up. It's, yeah, it, it. yeah. Of course, anymore, you know, we don't have a whole bunch of frequencies that we go to on AM. So okay. it doesn't, you know, really get, get as good a workout as, as it does, did in its old in its old days. Right. So seven three from Crawford, you guys. Thanks All very right. much. 7
0: three. Good night to Thanks, good night to both Thanks, of you. Lamy. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye. 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 bye 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 bye. Bye. Now, have you ever noticed that when you lose something and you're hunting for it for days and days and days, and you find it? and you still find yourself looking for it?
0: Well, I don't think that's uh, going to happen.
5: what happens to me, Glenn, uh, I'll search for days and days and I'll find other stuff that I'd lost months ago and weeks ago, but I won't find the thing I was looking for.
4: But it's always look, it's always in the last place you look, so you should just look there first.
2: Right. Uh, Usually I just go buy it, and then we find, we lose it, then I go buy a new one, and then as soon as the new one arrives, yeah. I find the old one.
5: Oh, I- <laughs> Okay. I have three of everything.
1: Yeah, what I do is I give the demons the other one that I might have and watch where they put it, and I find the whole stash.
5: So, yeah. you, so you had to have three for everything. Hey, Tom, yes. do you want some dynamotors? I have uh, some in the barn. <laughs> no, I, I, I,
0: I used to have a Dynomotor I used to, but they're about worthless. Yeah. <laughs> And they're loud. Yeah, yeah. And uh, were they 24, they're 24, yeah, they're 24 volt in and what they have the high voltage out and the lower voltage and they got the multiple voltages out, right, the dynamotors? Yeah. It's got like B plus. Uh, by the way, and,
5: uh, there's yeah. uh, Joe Brown is on with us and then just dis- disappeared.
0: Yeah, hey, Joe Brown, uh, any, any relation?
5: Good night no, from no. Australia. <laughs> there you go.
0: There you go. Hey guys, I'm to get
1: out. I've
0: been up 2:30. All right, you got to get up early again, huh? My okay. dad no, no. is Joe Joe Branum, actually.
1: But I've, so been up up s- the e. but I've been up since two thirty this morning, and I'm pretty much out of gas. So we will catch you next time.
7: All right. See you. All right. We'll see okay, you. Okay. Good night, uh, uh, everybody. Uh, Charlie here from Uruguay.
0: Charlie, um, Charlie, thank hello. you, thank you, Charlie, for being with us from Uruguay. You're here nearly every Tuesday, man. We really appreciate yeah, it.
7: More or less uh, as I can, and um, this was a really, really great uh, episode. And uh, seeing the this uh, this uh, Lane Lane was uh, was uh, his name. Um, his name is Jay. Jay. No, uh, her her the, name her name. The guy name. of the equipment. Oh, uh, the Collins here. Uh, Le-
4: uh-huh. what was his name? Sorry.
0: His name is Jay. Yeah, Le- Jay Lainey Le- Le- Le-
4: Le- Le- was his wife. It was his. It was her account. Oh, okay,
7: okay, okay. Fine. So, so the uh, the work he 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 has there is really really incredible. So, mm-hmm. so um, it's it's a great episode. We we didn't get the uh, Alan's. Uh, 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 RF uh, right. segment, but we'll have it next. We'll have next it next week. week. We will. Yeah, <laughs> I've already seen the video. He knows because I commented on uh, all right. on all right. on YouTube. But uh, on but uh, it w- it's a great video too. So uh, you can go and check it because uh, it's a really really good uh, video. The the one of the uh, intermediate frequency filter. So that's great.
0: Okay. Well, great. Thank you for being with us tonight.
7: Okay, this is uh, midnight here in Uruguay, so I must uh, be leaving too. Yeah. Uh, my, I have to take my son tomorrow morning early for his uh, first uh, shot of uh, the vaccine. Oh, okay, so okay. We, we are with that. Okay? All right. So 73 to all and uh, 73, not 73. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Tomorrow>. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, see you next uh, tuesday okay, okay
0: thank you good night good night bye everybody hey i see uh, dave on there hey dave how you doing tonight uh kc9 vdj <laughs> okay how are you doing doing good man glad to see you back with us um i don't think oh, you... just uh waiting on a uh waiting on a balloon launch <laughs> yeah all right well, you know, we, uh, hey, I about got everything, and Bill, I, I about got everything. I don't like the parachute I got, Bill. It's a three-foot parachute, but, you know, when I look at the size, it says, you know, for, for you know, this speed, uh, and, and our, our weight's going to be about 1.8 pounds. It says three foot. Right, well,
5: that'd be all
0: right. It says three foot, but, man, that thing looks awful small, man. You know, I'm gonna jump out of here. A, okay. After 11 here, so I'm gonna go. Yep. All right. See ya. Thank you.
5: Does it have a top attachment to attach the? It's got a loop on. on
0: it's got part? a loop on top to attach it to the balloon. Right. Yeah. All
5: right. Well, uh, three foot would be fine for 1.8 pounds. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, I went basically uh, up to three pounds with three foot, and then if you're up to four pounds, you want to go four foot.
0: Yeah, five yeah. Pounds, five foot. yeah. Hey, I ran the, uh, uh, and, and Dave uh, sent me the, uh, well, he sent me a page that had the uh, predictions, the landing predictions on it. I, I did key the numbers in for the landing predictions, like for tomorrow, the next day, the next day. And it looks yeah, like they're all great. staying they're all staying down here in this area pretty good uh, they will this yeah.
5: here. predict.habhub.org yeah. is the website for that and uh, just put remember to put minus sign for the longitude yeah
0: for so longitude i did ready. i did one for tomorrow i did did one for tomorrow and it, it i don't know if you know where Sardis Lake is I'm in Mississippi uh, yeah. So it's a big lake. It, it landed. J- it. It. The prediction showed it landing just on the south uh, bank of Sardis Lake, and then I did one prediction the next day, and it landed right on the bank of a another lake. So I, I'm starting to get lake worried, man.
5: You better better add a uh, raft to your yeah. recovery equipment.
0: Well, yeah, I think I've it'll float. We've done that before. Yeah, I think it'll float. We'll see. We'll water test it.
5: We had a. I landed one in the Ohio River. And yeah. uh, a guy called me up on the telephone he said, uh, do you want your payload back? He was on a houseboat and it landed right next to him. He thought it was a, a skydiver parachute yeah. and he hauled it in thinking there's a poor skydiver there in the river and it turned out it was my payload. And we, yeah. sent, we landed one in a little lake here and uh, the guy uh, was jokingly had a kayak, and he let one of our students take the kayak out to recover the payloads, which were floating nicely out in the lake, about 300 yards out in the lake. And as the student was about just about ready to approach the payloads, the guy joked to us, do you think we should tell him there's an alligator in that lake?
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. And then
5: we said, nah, let's uh, let him recover the payloads first.
0: Let let him him get it first, yeah.
5: Yeah. Well, I just saw a picture. There really is an alligator in that lake. A guy posted it on Facebook the other day.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Hey Ron, what are you doing, Ron? And um, you getting are you going to any ham fists between now and Huntsville?
3: <clears throat> yeah. We did one two week uh we did one weekend before last. It was yeah. a short run and uh just about three hours up to um Hudsonville, Michigan. Yeah. And we had a pretty good time, and we uh, re- we uh, reminded ourselves how to pack the van and figured out, uh, you know, what, what needed to be on our checklist so we don't forget it next time. We're doing another one on the other end of Michigan this weekend coming up. And then, uh, let's see, what else we got now between now and Huntsville. Uh, then, uh, well, of course... Next next weekend after that's field day. Next weekend after that's 4th of July, so no ham fests uh, on either of those. And then the uh, 9th and 10th uh, will be in Indianapolis. Then on the 18th, there's a sort of local one around here. And I guess there's something going on in Nashville on the –
0: 31st. I guess I, I I don't know any really anything about that.
3: And then the uh,
5: uh, one in Indianapolis is that uh, the fairgrounds in the Indy fairgrounds like they always used to be. The,
3: yeah, the Marion County uh, fairgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. And there is that's one really uh,
0: there's, there's going to be one at Severville, uh, Pigeon Forge. Forge are combining two two clubs are combining into one big hand fest um, that's going to be September 25th.
5: I'm thinking about going to uh, the indie Ham
3: Fest. Oh, well, uh, we're easy to find. We're the one with the uh, tables full of hats and T-shirts and a big old stitching machine. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and the name badge machine. So we're, we're not difficult to find out there at the fests. Absolutely. And let's see, what else? We're a bunch of Ham Fests. We're... Uh, we're sort of making up for, trying to make up for a little lost time and lost revenue this summer. Uh, mm-hmm. What's really happened though uh, in the Hamfest world is that the big stuff canceled. So the big regional shows, uh, you know, anything of, of any, you know, really good size before Huntsville, you know, it's just got, was gone off the schedule early, you know, they, their planning was such that they really had to cancel it. Mm. But the small shows that were a little more agile, a little more easy to wait till the last minute, those are still on the schedule. So we're going to, you know, we to a bunch of the smaller ones that we usually pass by in favor of the bigger ones. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that most of them are going to say, hey, can you come back next year? And we'll have to tell them, well, we got to see what next year is going to bring. Because, you know, by next year, we're hoping that the big ones are all going to be back on the schedule again.
5: Mm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. So, But uh, we definitely will look for you uh, for Huntsville.
3: Look forward to seeing you in, uh, well, in India if you're there. And uh, in Huntsville, if, uh, you know, we'll see you there. And then, uh, Bill, I know we'll see you in, uh, let's see, what is it, in Marlboro.
8: Oh, you're not coming to
3: Nearfest? Isn't Marlboro first? And then Nearfest is.
8: No, as far as I know. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. Yes, you are absolutely correct. That is in September. Nearfest is in October. It's around Columbus Day or something like that. Yeah, right.
5: Is is Nearfest what used to be called Deerfield?
8: That is absolutely correct. 50 cents to
3: Mr. Brown. Yeah, 15th and 16th (laughs) of October.
5: And then I, uh, I used to go to Deer, uh, Deerfield all the time I, when I lived in Peterborough, New Hampshire.
8: Well, you know, uh, I was at one of the last few uh, Near fests that Wayne Green showed up. In fact, they gave him a uh, virtual uh, free pass to get in whenever he wanted to come in. You know, and I thought that was cool. No, Wayne and I, we, we, we talked quite a bit. I, I used to, ha- I, you know, catch up with him and uh, his uh, crowd there uh, at uh, Hamvention there. And,
5: uh, well, we so used to go to Boxborough. Um, we'd always be at Boxborough with a booth. And then we'd go down to Texas. So we did a lot of shows uh, when I was editor there. I was. Chief editor seventy three from nineteen ninety to ninety, the end of ninety two for about three years. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of the shows in New England.
3: The last time you uh, saw Wayne, the what was he? With? Was he wearing a tinfoil hat?
5: What well, you know, work? he would get on. Uh, he would get on Art Bell's uh, show, radio show, and he would talk about how NASA mooned America and we never went to the moon and. uh he would talk about uh, drinking colloidal silver to cure everything and he, all these conspiracy things. Now, I, I'm sure Wayne didn't believe any of that, but he certainly had books in his bookstore, and he'd have people on the phones, and he, at the end of every show he'd do with Art Bell, he'd give the number. If you want to get more information, you can buy books at Wayne Green's Bookshop. And the phones would go off the hook, and he'd sell hundreds of books after every show. That he, was his motivation. <laughs>
3: right. Because uh, it certainly looked like he was getting into some weird stuff his, uh, his last few years. Oh,
5: he, a, he had authors. He, he, he found a niche with Art Bell, and he was on his show a lot. And I did the sounds hookup whenever he did the shows with Art Bell. And uh, he would just sell tons, he did it to sell all kinds of books. And he had all these uh, wild conspiracy books in his bookstore. So he, he sold a lot of books that way. <laughs> he was a fascinating man. Uh, I um, He had an ego the size of the planet. And one of his advertisers um, kind of helped inflate that because he sent a picture of him from one of his columns with Peterborough, New Hampshire underneath of it. And that was it. No name, no street address, just Wayne's picture and the town, and it got delivered to him. He framed that and had it on his office door.
0: <laughs> you know, hey, Bill? I, yeah. I uh, I received a letter when I graduated from high school. I got a letter just like that. It had my picture on it. My senior picture on it and Wilson Arkansas typed under it and uh, it was delivered to me but uh, you know our town didn't have but about a thousand people in it
5: well Peterborough New Hampshire had 5,000 yeah in it, yeah so it wasn't <laughs> No, <laughs> but I have a lot of stories about working there it was a lot of fun um he, he had a pretty good sense of humor um One day, the very first day on the job, I was so excited to be working because, you know, he was my mentor and hero from reading about 73 magazine when I was a teenager and I finally got to work with him. So I'm driving back to my uh, house and this little blue sports car almost runs me off the road. He comes zipping by me and swings in in front of me, missing my front bumper by about an inch and then sped off. And I pulled up next to this crazy driver. And before looking at the crazy driver, I gestured uh, my uh, opinion of his driving skills. And then I turned my head to see what idiot had driven like this after making the gesture. And it was Wayne Green. My boss. <laughs> My very first day on the job.
3: <laughs> the very first day on the job, you uh, give your boss the monodigit imperative.
5: <laughs> yes, yes. And fortunately, he was trying to get a rise out of me and get a reaction, and he got the intended reaction, and he was laughing at that off.